Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Craft Impero podcast. Oh, well, this is the Viking. Yes, this is the Bourbon Cowboy. And damn. Damn. Yeah, damn. For sure. So I'm just going to tell you how this all started today. We were going to go inside because we didn't know how the weather was. But we had the afternoon. There's not a cloud in the sky. It's beautiful. And I says, man, we got to get on the road today. So I said, hey, he's never been, you know, the Vikings never been out here to defiance. So we are sitting right here looking east right the sun's the sun's up there yeah it's gotta be east you know heading west and it is absolutely gorgeous it's probably just close to 50 there's no wind whatsoever and we're overlooking the valley down here we're it's actually crazy. looking at the backside of st albans yeah um, we are at sugar creek winery yeah it's kind of cool for all you hunters out there you can actually see um these are hunting trails like during the time these these like the the tire marks uh, I guess guys are coming out back there. Or they're walking in back there, and that's where they're driving in and driving out of. Well, that's one idea. That maybe. one is goddamn straight as an arrow. Yeah, but all the other ones aren't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But that's just some corn that's been cut, right? Cause you is that see, what that is? Was that corn? You can see the corn down there just where they've cut it, and it's kind of laying. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. I was like, man, let's get outside. It, it has been utterly fantastic. We both got a couple of nice little jackets on here. And um, it's Honestly, just freaking... don't, don't really kind of, I mean, you don't need it. It's comfortable without yeah, it. I mean, we're sitting comfy. in, like, like when I say sitting in the sun, like if this were July, uh, my face would be fucking toasted already. Yeah. <laughs> It'd already be over. So, um, but we're hanging out. What you guys are going to notice first thing first is sound quality. We went and got all studio professional on you. Wow. These, uh, these After things are no years, joke. After two years, we're finally going yeah. upgrade and professional. These mics are no joke. And I'm actually going to give credit to uh, Mike Weller at AP for that. Because when I saw his setup, I was like, there ain't no fucking way this dude's running studio mics. And we are. <laughs> yeah, we're like the real deal. Like the traveling show now, man. I mean... <clears throat> it's a, we've cool. been everywhere, dude. We've we've been everywhere. It's solid. they're sturdy as shit, man. Okay. Cool. I mean, it's a solid like that's metal. That's steel. Yeah. The I don't base. know how close I need to get. I'm probably 12, 14 inches. You're away. good. I mean, it's picking okay. up. Um, I may actually lean back from mine. It looks like it's kicking a little bit too much. Anyway, but. so to start this thing out with, we normally do bourbon. Of course, we got bourbon on the show today, but. Also, I've been a Tito's man for a long time. Tito's and Club. That's kind of my water. Anyway, it does me right. No problem. And we came out here, me and my wife, J9, came out here and had some wine. And Chris and um, Lisa, who are the owners, Chris came up to me and said, uh, hey, have you tried our vodka? And it's called Judgment Tree. And I had it, and I've been hooked ever since. So we, they have made us a couple a little vodka and club with some limes. 
and we're sitting here just drinking on this. And I'm not a vodka guy. I'm not at all. I think the one vodka drink that I really enjoyed is that, uh, like, the Deep Eddy stuff. Yeah. So that's got all the sugar in it that makes it taste like grapefruit and, and all that jazz. But this is really good. And I think because when you get older, you get away from the sweet. You, you start out sweet, and then you want less sweet, less sweet in your coffee, less sweet in your drinks, less sweet in your wine. Um, but I don't know. There's just something about this that's really clean. And at some point, we'll have Chris... Chris had a meeting. He's not here right now. I'd love for him to explain the difference of, you know, like, I, I know that um, Tito's is double distilled maybe many times. I don't know how many and what this is. But, man, it's clean. It's got good flavor. It leaves my mouth with a refreshing taste in it. And I'm a lime guy. And it, it's just, it's. I've really come to really like it. So we're going to start with that. And that's what we're drinking and then um, the Viking went to, uh, did you pick these up in the Keys? In the Keys, From yeah. your trip? Down at uh, Green Street. Yeah, and he picked us a couple special cigars, and I'm going to let him tell about that. that. So I haven't, we've talked about these before. If you remember, was that this year that we did the classics? Where we did Padron? Uh, yeah, I think it was that, yeah. early last year. Early last year. Okay, yeah. Well, um, early this year, but at the beginning, yes. Yeah, yeah, right? Early this year. Okay, yeah. When we did that and we year, smoked right? the 1964 Exclusivo Maduros, when we did those, I had talked about, like, I've smoked a lot of Padrons. I've got my favorite Padrons. We know that. But one I hadn't had because um, I hadn't seen them anywhere without being ridiculously priced um, were the 50th anniversary 50-year um, Padrones. And they came in both a Maduro and a Natural, much like all the other 64 and 26 series stuff does. But there were two of these left, and the price was a-okay. So we grabbed them. Um, never smoked it before. Uh, this humidor, if you can find it full, it's actually cool the way it came. So it was 100 cigars, and there were 50 Naturals, 50 Maduro in this humidor. Thousands of dollars, you know, for the whole the whole thing. Or maybe it was 25 of each. I think it was 50 of each. I'm not really sure. But I don't know. So never smoked it before. We're going to get into it and see exactly what it is well i'm sure it's nothing but perfection because well we it's fucking padron so. yeah i mean i surprised the the giddy up the little um the ring is so loose i think they've been sitting so damn long the humidity got to them it's like the best perfectly cut cigar i'm just i'm serious there's never been a single time i've smoked a padron where you it didn't cut right they always cut right as soon as you cut it there's a perfect draw in it. Nothing, nothing changes. Always. And this is a box press. Yep. So yeah, this is actually this is actually really nice out here. It's awesome. We're the only ones here too, so it's <laughs> kind of own the bitch right now. Which is kind of crazy because listen, my wife is all about you know summer, you know and. As long as it's nice, we're still outdoors and we're still rocking it. Anytime we can get outdoors, we're rocking it. And we're already experiencing like an Indian summer, what I would call an Indian summer. Now, I'm not saying there hasn't been some cold nights because, shit, yesterday was cold, I thought. It, it was, was windy and cold. It was cold as hell yesterday. And it was dark, cloudy, overcast. Monday night was colder. Yeah. 20-some degrees. But some now, degrees. guess what? Rewarded for the couple of cold days, we're going to get a bunch of warm days. And it's supposed to be high of 71, 72 Friday. Yeah. Mid-60s tomorrow. 
and it's 50 with no wind and with a nice jacket. I'm just wearing a Levi jacket on right now, and it is just friggin' primo perfect. And I'm shocked there's not more people. Now, you would say it's a work day, right? It's Wednesday. But well, what's lot, the problem? Nobody's working. A lot of people, too, Starbucks probably. is shut down this morning because nobody shows up for work. McDonald's is not open because they can't find anybody to work. That's true. What are all these people doing? They're not working. They should Big be out here jobs. at the wineries. Well, they have big boy jobs. They don't work at Starbucks or McDonald's. You think? <laughs> well, they don't. Um, I also, I also think a lot of people had d didn't have plans to go out today because of what the um, weather was supposed to be, and then it changes into this, and and you're getting this is insane. It's December eighth. This is nuts. Yeah. Yeah, but and then we say we say the same thing on St. Patrick's Day when it's 21 degrees outside and snowing. But you know, whatever. And then some St. Cool. Patty's days, you know, it's it's like Mardi Gras too. Some Mardi Gras are in the mid 50s, and some are 10, <laughs> right? And some are cold. And then some, you know, some St. Patty's days I've had to be in the upper 80s, 70s. You know, it's just sometimes Halloween. It's 50 below. Sometimes you got your shirt, t-shirt, mm -hmm. walking around. You just never know. But that's Missouri weather. If you don't like today, just wait till tomorrow. That's true. You never know what it's going to give you. Um, this 50 year starts off much like I would have anticipated. It's spicy. Um, it's dirty. <coughs> it's it's good. It's right off the bat. Right off the bat. There's a slight little breeze here, which is cool because it's not going to do anything, anything to the cigar, which is awesome. You know, typically when we're outside, we're fighting the wind, but not today. This is great. Fantastic. Yeah, this is really nice, man. So last podcast we did, we had our two-year anniversary go off. Uh, I guess to say thank you again to Lit. That was a slammer. That was a fucking good event, man. Yeah, that was amazing. You know, a lot of our, um, a lot of our friends, family, patrons, um, all showed up, man. It was fantastic. It was a steady stream of people coming, and. And then stay in, and then some left. But I mean, for the most part, we had a packed house all night. Yeah, we, we pretty much we slammed it full. It was great for everyone that came out. Thank you. Um, we were getting a lot this week of people apologizing they couldn't be there. That that's just as cool as being there. You know, like obviously it was on your calendar. It meant enough that you remembered it happened to apologize for it. So that's just as cool as being there. You know, <laughs> I guess I'm like, oh, so in that token. Just send a sorry wasn't there and you're all good. I get you. I'll have to remember that. On this one, going on and everything. Like you can't miss your daughter being born and be like, oh which is eighteen. Uh, you know, I'm which is sorry. 18, like, I shit, really wanted sorry. to be there, but I wasn't. It oh, was in right. my that's calendar. You being there. But I had a holiday party and it was good for a promotion, so I had to go. You hey, know? you know what? I really wanted to be there, but eh, this other party was closer. Yeah. So <laughs> But uh Brian, Dana, Andrew, uh Lexus worked that night. Um, it was awesome. A lot of compliments about yeah. her. Everybody liked her. They, you know, she did everybody good. Yeah, staff. What about her music great. guy? Uh, John Barley. He was good. He, I think he got better at the end. Like he played some fun in and out of there, and then there. I'm not gonna lie. There was a lot of shit he was playing. I had no idea what it was. <laughs> I had, I had, I knew every song he played. But what I was kind of, I was kind of laughing because he'd be like. I'm just a hillbilly going down the road. Everything's good. <laughs> you know, and then, and then we'll, we'll start clapping, get down, and hey, and good night. <laughs> it was like he would always do like the first or second verse, and then that would be it on that song. Yeah, and then uh, move to the other song. Like he never really played a full song. 
get everybody rock and roll and everybody into it. And then ding, 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 ding. Yeah. It was cool. Like, like the well, way, wait a minute, man. There's two more verses. To the that. way he played the music was really cool because it was very different. And I did like when he played some songs. Like he did play um, your song from Elton John, right? But he didn't try to sound like Elton John on a piano. He played he it played on the guitar. One of my songs from Elton John. No, your song. The song your song by oh. Elton John. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a little bit funny. Oh, that, okay. Yeah. Um, but he played that. It was great. He played Copperhead Road, and it took me to the chorus to figure out if he was singing Copperhead Road. I, I love that song. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was cool. Great. He played so, and the music was, it was fantastic. The volume was just right. It was, everybody was jamming, you know, like you could see it when a song would come on, the head movement would start happening. It was really, it was good. It well, there was some well. songs, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm fairly confident. It was like, was it James Taylor? Yeah, we were all singing to. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, Sheldon was reaching one of his um, happy moments yes. again, going around um, saying thank you, you know, and all that. I was. And we there was uh, what was that one? Carolina, Sweet Caroline. Yeah, that one. Everybody went nuts. Yeah. Anyway, it was great. And come to find out, which I guess we were told is this is family members of the Waylands. Oh, they have like a, a big musical background family. Yeah, that and, family is yeah. musically inclined for sure. For sure. Um, but it so, was great. Yeah. So the, if they're used to it, they shouldn't double book though. But. The Q Labor. Well, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Especially well, when we got uh, way to go, their names James. on the posters. And your faces. Yeah, like, hey, <laughs> You do come from a musical family. There was even Don't one. Book. There was even one. I I didn't think it would happen. One guy. I'm not sure who he was. A customer there. It was great. We had a good conversation with him. Um, bought some cigars and he goes, "Hey, are the guys on the poster playing after him?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we should like scratch <laughs> his name out. And then put his uncle. Is that you know, his uncle or whatever? You know, like when you put watch his uncle's name on it and give him one. You know, you watch those comedy movies and it's like they're like speed dating and like the profile pictures from like forty-five years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, all jokes aside, John killed it. It was great. The music was fantastic. Um, brought that event to another level. It was, it was really sweet, man. It, it was cool. Um, the Culebra went nuts. Everybody loved that you could smoke that together. Like, no one believed me, and then people started doing it. And I'm like, bro, we both did it, and we did it in 17-mile-an-hour wind. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it, it was funny. from, like, 70 to 45. You could reference the day, too, when people are asking. I was like, do you remember, like, a week or two ago, that Wednesday, and they were like, oh, you mean went in from 70 to 30? I'm like, that day, that's when we did it. And we did it in that 21-minute time span. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, man, I'm so, the way that everything has gone up to this two-year thing, I'm really excited how everything has gone. You know, we've got the, the three out there now, which, you know, the anchor, the Cyclops, which is our start to the hooligan, which is being well-received. And then out of the blue, the Talibra in, in this nice little pull-open coffin. Um, to everybody loving that, I mean, I don't know. This little black-and-white kind of series that we have, i just so grateful that everybody's really... Um, taking a hold of it and really liked it. And the Chalabra, we were just going to do that for this 
event, well, two, but I'm thinking two, we need to yeah. get them to people too. Get I, it on the table. I agree. Two <laughs> things kind of happen. I think we're going to end up having two, maybe three releases very soon. That unreleased Super Toro of the Hooligan, every person that smoked it that night wants more of that. Wow. And I'm like, well, that's not undoable, you know? Um, it's... Uh, so what are you saying? We just take the label... Like, this would be funny, right? And flip it upside down. Or we just stretch it, <laughs> right? We stretch it by another inch and make it a little longer, like we just stretched it. That'd be kind of fun. It um, it came out it came out very well. I was very pleased. Um, I was very pleased how everything went over. It was fantastic. Um, Drinks were, drinks were great that night. Everybody had fun. It looked like everybody was enjoying themselves. Yeah. And it was cool because we had a mixture of both. Like, we had our cigar smokers, and then we had, there were people there that were just having some drinks. Yeah. But everything was jiving. Like, nobody had to, the smoke doesn't bother anybody. Nothing was happening like that. You see that sometimes, like, even, even in a place like Lit, where you have 30-foot ceilings and, and great air and all that, you still, it didn't happen at all. It was fantastic, man. I mean, we set up next to the music. Everybody had a good time. Um, like I said, thank everybody for coming again. Thank you to the Lit family for setting that up, letting us roll there, doing everything with us and knocking that out. And that I thought fantastic. our podcast, we started probably around, am I thinking noon, 1230, somewhere around, yeah, anyway. Right there. And then, um, you know, Mr. Weller, Mike Weller shows up and pretty much did the whole podcast with yeah. us. Uh, Brian, Brian, Brian sat in, in there. for at least the second half. And then Dana made a yelping, yes. like, hello, yes. appearance. Finally, finally got Dana on the podcast. Her you can voice, hear it. Her you voice can hear is it. on the podcast. You can hear it. She goes, right. I'm not coming. Nope. You hear it. It's in the podcast. So, Dana, yeah. gotcha. Nailed it. What's up? All right. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I got to say something about this vodka. Um... I like this is good. I like this. Like, there's something about, like, you know, I've had those Tito's and Club, like you have. Like, Tito's yeah. leaves, I don't think tart is the word. I don't think it's tart. I don't, I don't think that's what I'm trying to say. It leaves a, like, a mold. <laughs> Moldy is not the word either. Uh, it's It's got a very distinct, like, yep, there's vodka in there. Well, yeah, I'm going to tell you what I think. I think it's been, um, oh, what do they call that? And, I, and I've lost what i was going to say but it's um what it it's been um distilled di nah but what do they say it's been distilled three times or what, what oh triple yeah triple distilled or, or 10, whatever. 10x whatever i just think it reminds me of like this as well this i'll give an analogy when i drink budweiser the thing i didn't like about budweiser budweiser's brewed with a corn or i'm sorry a rice after I have about 12 Budweiser's, man, my mouth is dry. I need water when I drink Budweiser. Now, Miller Lite, corn base, right? After 10 Miller Lights or whatever, I, I'm still getting a wet, refreshing taste. And I is think Budweiser that's not corn base? That's rice. Oh, shit, okay. And then I, I feel like that's what's kind of going on with Tito's. You get this, like, real dry, you know... And then this, after I'm drinking this for a while, it's refreshing. It's my mouth is still, you know, alive. Yeah, I definitely agree with that for sure. Um, is Tito's a potato vodka? 
I don't think so. Okay. I think the uh, potato vodka. I'm trying to think of one that's potato. Oh, I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, um, what's the distillery in KC? Kansas City? Riegers? Yeah. Riegers. I think their vodka is a potato vodka. Okay. I know like most Russian... Wheatley? No, uh, Wheatley is Buffalo Trace. Right. But I think the one from... Riegers, I think that's a potato base vodka. And I don't. So really is care is Tito's corn, don't or know. wheat, or wheat? I don't know. I think that's the thing with Wheatley. Wheatley is a wheat based vodka. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Distilled. Uh, but guys, this from, cigar. This is distilled from grapes and grain. Grapes and grain. Okay. Locally crafted and blended. Through the true craft of distilling and dedication to your enlightened judgment. So grapes and grain. Grapes and grain. Yeah. Either way, uh, you know, I'm sure Chris can enlighten us a little bit more. And we may get lucky and he shows up because, you know, we go about two hours on our little podcast. If he shows up, we'll throw him up. He can tell a little bit about it. But I'm sure we'll be back again. And we didn't schedule this. This was... This was a pop-up. It was up. just possibly what yeah. we always do. We just make a decision at the last minute. We get yep. on the road, just like Weston. That's ah, too noisy in here. We'll do the podcast from the back of the pickup. Let's go. And it works out beautiful. Yeah, it's been going great. What do you think of this cigar so far, I dude? just retrohaled it. It's and fucking it was nuts. beautiful. It's nuts. Absolutely beautiful. This is like a 64 exclusive or like an Imperial, really? Just the size. But it's got all the spice is still there. But there's a like that that cotton candy crystal like sweetness that I talk about sometimes. You retro this thing and it just blows all that candy through. Yeah, your the nose. nose is all tingly. Pop rocks is up there. I probably should use that nose. reference. Nose candy. Yeah, it's a bad reference. No. Yeah. Whoops. We're too old for that stuff. Yeah. Anyway, well, I've never done that at yeah. all. So. <clears throat> uh, <coughs> but this thing is it's fantastic. Yeah. I've not even dropped my... I'm probably an inch and a half in. My yep. ashes I just, still are. I just kicked mine. So yeah, so we're yeah. smoking pretty much the same yeah. way today. Um, it's very good, though. <clears throat> anyway, so we are out here at Sugar Creek. If you guys haven't been, it, been here, it's just probably, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes from, like, Chesterfield Bottoms. You know, 30, 35, 40 minutes from most of West County. And I've been coming here for a long time. They've been here about 28 years. And um, my wife used to be in the business and she used to hang out with Becky. Um, it was Becky and Ken Miller. I never really get a chance to meet Ken, maybe once or twice, but Janine and Becky were always talking to each other. I guess they call her Becky Birdlegs. I never knew that. Miller or Mueller? Miller. Miller. Yeah. I know Ken Mueller. Anyway, um, they've always been great people. I've always loved this place because you can get out of St. Louis and get right up here on this hill, which sits and overlooks the valley right here on the river where, you know, they have these big fields. The cool thing is, is I've been up here <clears throat> on beautiful afternoons and those fields are full of water right up to the road. You know, there's been a lot of flooding. I came in the back door when all of this was underwater at the highest peak and went to, um, okay, what's the name of that winery in Augusta? Well, of course, there's Augusta Winery, but there's another big one there. We went out there and saw it one day. 
fantastic. Now this new uh, guy from Washington, Missouri. Yeah, this, what is his last name? Uh, I'd have to I'd have to look it up. But this this guy it's on the tip of my tongue. But he's up there buying everything. Yeah, this guy this guy was a head developer, a plot planner for the riverfront in Naples. Made a bunch of money on property there. Are we talking um, Naples? Naples, Florida. Florida? Yeah. Yeah, that's where a lot of his mass of income came from. A lot of that, that, that a those lot of the inlet, in, in, yeah, those, you know, that, those inlets there with the boats, all that. Oh yeah, he was the the Main guy, designer huh? of how that land made great money on real estate and property doing that. And now he uh, originally from Washington, Missouri. His family, like it's a big family. Like there's a bunch of them that are still in Washington. Um, now he's buying all of Augusta up. Like just bought the whole damn place. Um, used the twelve hole golf course, which we love. I fucking think that's fantastic. I do too. And he's gonna put some hotels in that, so it's a destination where you can come, golf, drink wine, spend the day, stay. He's talking about doing uh, boat, like he can pick you up in St. Charles, bring you up here to a small little harbor or whatever dock, drop you off, take you back. Uh, I don't know. I I might have even heard of this. There might be a ferry. From St. Crossing from St. Albans over, which, you know, right now, if you're living in St. Albans, you can see all this over here. Oh, yeah, you can, because we but can see them. unless you've got a freaking billy boat to take you across, I don't know. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Gotta there's go, no, you got to go a long ways to get there's here. There's no direct route across from St. Albans to here, is there? Well, you probably have to go to Washington, pop yeah. over Dotsau, make your back way in, or down to Chesterfield and... You know, out here, I think it's uh, 94, right? I think, 94. Uh, uh, 70. Or 6440. Come up 6440. Well, I, yeah. 40 to, I think this is 94. Oh, okay. And here to Weldon Springs and then to Defiance. Either way. Um, All right, man. Well, listen, man. Judgment Tree, there's a couple of these bottles going home with me because I'm, you know. Yeah, I'm going to get one. Tito's of man too. is, I'm not saying I'm giving them up forever, but. I'd rather buy local and I'm keep telling it in you, the family. I'm telling you, I'm giving up Tito's because I didn't get into it, but I am in the Judgment Tree. So, because that's good. And that's just club soda and lime. That's right? correct, sir. Yes. Well, thank you, sir. And Judgment Tree, I, I, you know what's crazy is I was in so much this last couple of years into John Prime, and he has a song on their Tree of Forgiveness. So there's a couple different tree names or whatever. I always get tangled up, but. Like tangled up in blues, I was right. all these, you know, Dylan. Anyway, but Judgment Tree. So there'll be pictures of it. I'm gonna find out. I didn't know if they had them in liquor uh, stores around town, and she says they do. I guess That's they what do. this is. The white label. You're gonna see a brown label and a white label. I guess the white label shows up better for like retail. Well, and when it and when it's on a bar, because when the light hits it, it reflects. Like when you look yeah. at that, when you like pick that brown label up. When the light hits that brown label, it actually makes the liquid look darker. Yeah. You see what I mean? When, in fact, it's the exact same product, just the label. Yep. But we reflection. got both of them, and those are going home with us. And uh, But anyway, I'm going to find out where we can get these, and uh, hopefully we can get um, Brian, get some of this down there to um, at Lit. Yeah, I just got to find out who who distributes it and stuff like that. They come in and talk yeah, to them, we'll and do it. they'll make some decisions, man. Okay, so the next yeah. thing we're excited about is, ba -ba 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 -ba. yes, it's fucking Booker's ba -ba -ba -ba. time. A new Booker's is out. 
And believe it or not, I found it first because it's so funny. Because <laughs> me and him are always on the lookout. You know, it's like, you know, you've got connections. I got connections. Who's going to find it first? I've not seen it anywhere. So me and J9 take a little trip down to um, Cape Girada and boom, there's one sitting on the thing. And I was like, what the hell? I had to get my glasses. Because you got to... Either one, you got to just see this uh, 2021-04 and then read the name. Now, I know I had all the names, but I didn't have time to look it up. Anyway, we've got the new 04 for this year, the final one, and it is Noel Stranger's Batch. N-O-E, no, right? N-O-E. Like Fred, Fred no, Freddie yep. no. Yep. And basically, in a nutshell... Each one of these comes with a card, as I've talked to you guys many times before about. This is basically about Fred. Um, no matter where he is or what he's doing, he likes to meet new people, as he calls strangers, talks to them, and then eventually ends up sharing some bourbon with them. And then for the most part, inviting them back for dinner or lunch. You know how Andy always does and Mayberry, he's like, hey, would you come over and, you know, you can have some lunch or some dinner with us. I guess Fred Noel was just a lot like yeah, that. Well. And so I guess Mama never knew if she was cooking for three, four, five, or a hundred, I guess. Anyway, we're going to pour some of this and get into our four. Yeah, super, now, super excited. About what was our, about what this. was the last one? trying to remember podcast number no our last bookers what was that called uh that was bardstown batch uh, yeah. that was the one that drink and so here's what's kind of funny about this i'm not really sure if this is hypocritical or not it's the one bookers i've had next to like uh i think blue knights or no i think blue blue knights batch was the one i didn't like i just didn't like it i think i, I ended up giving that bottle to uh to a, a police officer, which I thought was really fucking cool, but because um, that's what it was, you know, made for. It's the patron saint of police officers and all that. But um, I don't think I don't Bardstown like batch, some of them. It's, it's just, just not my it's just not my thing. I don't I don't think they made a difference. Right, like you know what I'm saying. Well, that's like when we not to switch brands, but like 1792, that 12 year, right? It just I keep saying it's bad. I don't like it, but I think when, after we talked about it and I was talking to a couple of people at the lounge that have had it when when it came in, they 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 helped me fix the way I said it. It's just not what you expect from 1792. It's just completely different yeah. than all of it. Um, which I guess some people will really like, but that's I think that's one thing that keeps you coming back to like a certain cigar company or a certain bourbon family is yes, they're significantly different, but there's something that ties them all together. You right. know, like there's some, I think that's what draws some people into that. But well, that I think last it's just one, like anything, like cigars, you know, like, you know, for example, the Tatuaje line and Crown Heads and all of them, they all have many different cigars in their line, right? And, um, what are you doing? Oh, so I'll, I'll tell you when you get done talking. Anyway, they have many different ones, but, you know, they're pretty consistent with the quality, the, the construction, and you get a sense of kind of what the owners are doing with their the picking of the tobacco and everything they're doing. It's just kind of the same thing with Booker's, but there's, there's just something like you put out four and they're good, and then all of a sudden you get one like Country Ham. You can, when you or open that barrel. bottle or Shiny Barrel, right. 
the story behind Shiny Barrel. You know, the there's just some of those, the pigskin, the Boston's batch. Mm. Some of these are right in the top of my head that I remember out of whatever bottles we've had, maybe maybe 10 now, maybe yeah. more than that. I don't know, probably more than 10, yeah, probably I more opened, like 15. But. I opened a fucking old one. And it's funny, I think I have a Blue Knights I, I, I actually opened. Nice I one. actually opened kitchen table about a week ago, twenty eighteen oh four. Um, but uh, yeah, like with with Bardstown batch, it was just like drink it anytime we see it. But it was the one that I was like, yeah, I don't really have to have that one. It's good, you know, but it's like, not like memorable or anything like this. Well, so, in saying that, let's get yeah. into this one. Cheers. Let's see what's up. See, I'm going to have to have that one. Yeah, send out my eagle calls. <laughs> <laughs> send out my eagle calls. Yeah, okay. So the calls are out for another bottle yeah, of this. They're shooting. They're going right now. Again, you can tell right off the bat because of the... Um, this is, of course, here we go. It's at 124.4. Six years, six months, 12 days, which is kind of funny i love anyway. how they do that though i i think that's really cool yeah. because you know you know what they're either making that up or it's that fucking precise like when it's pulled god it's just hard to believe <laughs> anyway i love it because i love the whole story behind the bottle and one of the reasons i love bourbon is because of all the stories and everything about this product and how it's put out and how it's marketed is what i love about the industry um anyway this picture, it's like just, you know, if you guys are following us in the bookers, it's just a little slash label. They've got some guys around meeting Fred Noel and whatever and shaking hands. And, um, <coughs> but it's got, right, that same flavoring. You've got everything that you want. It's got that caramel. It's got that just enough alcohol in there. The, um, the uh, what, are we, what am I thinking? The, uh, the, proof. the proof. Yeah. It's just so consistent and it's smooth. And this one has just got some distinct flavoring about it that's smooth. Yeah, it's again, it's it's buttery. It's got a it's got a really unique kind of slide when you drink it. It doesn't it doesn't sit around. It it goes and it's there and it it, it, it just goes. And it's a little dumb, but well, we're not. I mean, we it's, don't have it's like million palettes. It's like there's some soft, edgy apricots with a slight taste of leather, maybe a few shoestrings or something on the side. But I mean, it's just a little. It's FedEx the complete box. little. Just it's like the smell, the nose of it, and then when you taste it and pop it up on the palate in there. It's what just, I what I'm finding really, really. What I really like about it is the heat's there from the proof, right? But it's not in the front. You get it as you swallow it. But all that sweetness and that that the barrel and, and the caramel that's in there meets the spice. So you swallow almost like a, it doesn't taste like a fireball candy, but you know how a fireball candy, it's sweet and spicy at the same time. And it gives me kind of, now maybe this is all in my head, a little warm feeling. Maybe it's because I'm sitting here in the sun with a nice was, little warm whiskey. jacket. <laughs> That's whiskey's supposed to. With my cowboy hat on. And I'm just, the sun's hit me. And when I drink <laughs> it, it goes down. Just a little warm feeling. Yeah, it's, um, that is, that is fantastic. And 
I've always been a fan of it. I, I like to drink out of rocks glasses. That That's me. Um, I've, I've explained that before because my beard and the oils, my mustache, it, it, when you drink out of a snifter, it just changes everything because you smell your fucking beard. <laughs> yeah, like, think about it. Like, in this, it's open. You can get your whole nose in there, right? Now, if you cover that much of it and get your nose into it, right? I When I do that, the first thing I smell is the vitamin E that's in my beard. And then I got to do it again. I got to kind of go up and move my nostril and shit. Like, yeah. So that's why I've always liked these. So you've got some personal problems. <laughs> yeah. They are first world as shit, but yeah, I got them. <laughs> I guess I got to be putting hang on, hang vitamin on. E Let on me my explain this. Let me explain this. My, I'm uh... sitting here out of this winery overlooking this valley, podcasting, drinking bookers, smoking a 50th anniversary from 2014 from Padrone. And I'm bitching about smelling my vitamin E in a Glen Karen. Yeah. I don't even think that's first world. That's like, dude, just shut the fuck up. That's what that is. Now, is it? Now, because I'm little, just a few years older than you. but they used Yeah, to no have, big deal. They used to have a commercial, uh, Milwaukee, where they got all these guys, you know, out there, you know, whoo, whoo. And they got raging water and they've got a fire cracking and whatever. And they're all sitting around. And they, uh, the one guy looks at him and goes, you know, it just don't get no better than this. And I always thought that was just the best line there is. Yeah, that's dope. Another one that I do is, is, and I've always said, that is there anybody partying like us today? Yeah, yeah like you, you do do that. You, you do do, who, you do that who a lot. tell me yeah. where there is yeah. three or four guys on a park bench or, or on a picnic bench, on a dock, in a lake, down in the country with as good a bourbon and good cigars and friends and having as good a time to the, as us today. Just tell me who's doing that today. And I bet there's not many. Right. Not many. Right. Yeah. All right, so I wanted to say something about these cigars. When I looked at your cigars, looking at the serial number on it, yeah. so that number down there. So what's actually super unique about these, and I'm actually glad I grabbed the last two. Um, so the cigar is from 2014. You can see that on the band. That was 50 years of Padron. This is the Maduro. These are from, see how the this up here, this handcrafted is red? Yeah. These are from a numbered humidor, an original release. There was only a thousand humidors made with 50 cigars. You either got them in a sun-grown natural or the Maduro. These the Maduro. And that serial number shows what humidor they're from. So that 343 that starts, that was the 343rd humidor. Huh. So these are from that numbered humidor. If I'd have been paying attention, I should have taken the fucking box. <laughs> I should have asked, or at least see if I could have Why, paid was it for almost it. empty? These are the last two in it. Oh. And I didn't think about it. Well, but here's something, were... I, here's something I wanted to bring up that I didn't. we didn't talk about last week. But, okay, so COVID, right? Understand that. Green Street, they recognized me from we had podcast there last year, you know. Um, it was funny. The Mad Russian was with me, and, and she goes... That's not the guy. Like, it's another one. <laughs> it's another buddy. And uh, but um, dude, when I say lock and key on that fucking humidor, it's locked. Okay, yeah. locked. You can't walk in without somebody. And then she's holding a tray, right? So I walked up. Uh, there was a god of fire that I wanted to smoke in a coffin, in cellophane. Okay, I grabbed it. She said, "Sir, if you grab it, you pay for it." So were you in the humidor? With her, with her. Oh, right? okay. If you touch it, you pay for it. Okay. I'm like, I, uh, I mean, I didn't. Uh-oh. I, I understand. Here we go. I was like, <laughs> I understand, like, 
if it's a naked cigar, I can totally see that. But I'm like, one, it's in a coffin, and two, they cellophane the coffin. Huh. So if you were really that worried about it, you could just put gloves on, take the cellophane off, put the fucking coffin back. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was locked. And then, so we're sitting there having a cigar, and I'm watching. I mean, they locked that fucking thing down. And like, but this was the funniest part of it, right? But is it because of COVID? I don't know. I, when you're when you're that tight, that's got to be you have serious theft issues. Okay, but I'm just telling you right now, Stanley's has gone to that now. They well, don't that allow started anybody. with COVID, right? And I think they're going to keep that. I don't see that changing. Well, you're probably saving on payroll too because you're not paying one person or two people at the bar and one person to be in the humidor all night. Right. But the the other thing that I I get it. Believe me, things are forever changed because of COVID. I get that, but yeah, but that. It's part of the charm, it's the, experience. the romancing Thank of you. being able to walk in a human door and look at the cigars and pick stuff out. And guess what? I don't, I will not get cigars out of that human door because I wasn't able to go and experience that. For sure. And look at it myself because when I go in there, my senses and my do endorphins and all that are getting all excited because I'm seeing these Ooh, cigars and I want to about... buy something. Right now, I don't, you know. That's part of the whole getup, right? Your humidor is like, down to the point where you position, and you do this in your own home with your own humidor. You hide shit you don't want anybody to see. You put the things on top of the humidor you want people to smoke first, or that you want to smoke first. My humidor right? is so packed, I couldn't tell you what. The well, hell I, I mean, I even yeah. I do it like even when I had multiple desktops, right? There was one desktop that from left to right. I knew what was in there. If you just open it and I grabbed a cigar, it's something I wanted to smoke any time of the day. It didn't matter, right? Then there was one that had the shit I'm holding for, you know, just a birthday. We'll pull them out and smoke them, right? St. Pat, like when I got those LFD uh, Mysterios, the same, we're going to smoke those on St. Patrick's Day, right? So they're put in the back so right. someone doesn't accidentally grab one and they go, oh, that's fucking cool, and smoke it, you know? But here was the funniest part, and this is no bash with Green Street. We love that lounge. It's the only true humidor in the Florida Keys, so well, well there south used to be of another is the Marotta like over there by um, the porch, and you know where the flying monkey or what? Is well, it? yeah, th that, that or, was um, that was uh, kind of a step cork up. and stogie. No, this was another one. I can't. What's the one that runs parallel? There's, uh, you know, the liquid Island Cigar Factory. You no, know, like Tuesday, Tuesday, Fat Tuesdays, Fat Tuesdays. Yeah. Well, that street, there used to be one down just a little bit. You could walk up a step and go in, and they had an open smoking lounge in there. Oh, I don't and know. And you could buy cigars. No drinks in there, right? But right. that used to be there, but that's not even there. Oh, anymore. that's gone, gone. Yeah. But here's the funniest part about the whole thing, right? So remember everything I said to you about lock and key. If you touch it, you buy it. You can't touch it. I have to touch it. The individual working comes over to the ashtray to clean it up. I go to grab my cigar. She goes, oh, it's cool. She grabs it, trades the ashtray out, puts the cigar back down. And I went, hey, you touch it, you buy it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, go on, man. Don't, don't, don't get two-faced here, bro. That's, <laughs> that's really... What are you doing, man? Yeah, you know, that's really funny um, because I guess when you hear about these stories, you start thinking about how things have changed. And um, I'm a Lion King or the, what is it? Tiger King? Tiger King. On Netflix. Yeah. Believe me, I ate up all that shit because that guy, as crazy as he is... Once I start hearing all this shit on the on these crazy uh, exotic animal owners, they're all kind of in this weird deal with these animals. But anyway, the one thing, like they've got a, a, a Series 2 out, and the one thing I got from Series 2 
is these tigers eat about 70 pounds of meat a day. Yeah, it's a killer cat. Right. That's what he does all day is kill and eat. It's like yeah. a, a, a shark. What See, does he do? He swims and eats This all is day what's long. always been funny to me about people that want a lion or you want a tiger, right? Those are predatory animals. Their entire instinct is to breed, eat, kill, and sleep. That's why I don't have cats. So <laughs> you want a fuck? Like, that's like putting six bulls in your backyard and painting your house red. Like, what are you doing? I know. It's going to end bad. Worst case scenario, your wife feeds you to the cat. Case in point, Tiger King. Exactly. <laughs> There's a, a multitude of stories going on there, which we could talk about all day because I think it's hilarious. But the one thing I, I got, so the Tiger King guy somehow found out that these local grocery stores, when you, okay, let's say you go buy a bunch of meat. Okay, so for whatever reason, when you get up to pay for it, you know, you're, you're, you're touching it, you're moving it, you're getting it on the belt, and then all of a sudden you say, okay, well, I don't want that four or five pack or whatever, the hot dogs, this. Any type of meat, once it gets to the register and you don't want it, it cannot go back on the shelf. So that when that happens, it goes into a meat bend, and then they donate it to a local either one charity and or it goes to the cat country. I did not know that. I know. And, dude, they are bringing, like, dumpster loads of meat to this cat So, like, place. does that count with, you know, if you go somewhere like Sam's Club, right? And you get, like, that that boxed thing of, of, of hamburger Like a patties. roasted bird. What do we call those those turkeys or those uh, chickens? A roasted yeah. chicken? Yeah. The, so you get up there like, yeah, I don't want that roasted chicken. So now they have to throw that, that away. Rotisserie. Rotisserie chicken. Rotisserie. Yeah. Right. So I don't want the rotisserie chicken. I've decided I don't have enough money, whatever. They cannot put that back. So that has to go in the trash or they give that to somebody or it goes to the big cat guy. It, it just seems like it's, there are some rules that nobody knows about that you find out about that are just some crazy shit. Well, anyway, that's how they subsidize some of their costs by getting that donated through local grocery stores. And I thought that was so interesting. Most people would say that's not that interesting, but I thought it was crazy. It is a little wild, man. I didn't know. It's, it's a little more fucked up to find out that they have an option that it goes to the cat guy, which means a lot of people have freaking tigers. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't understand that. But uh there's more tigers in captivity than there is out there. Did did, alive. You, did you know this? Like this is a true fact. There are more tigers in captivity in the United States in the state of Texas. In the state of Texas than there are in zoos around the world. That's crazy. I thought cowboys wanted horses and bulls. The fuck you doing with a tiger, man? Or chimpanzees, man. Yeah, but they'll rip your face off. I know, man. That's what I'm just like, Bubbles and all these guys. Yeah, They're crazy. fun for a while, but then, you know, someday the guy gets old and pissed off because you're drinking his favorite bourbon, and he just rips your arms and hands right. off and right. beats the shit out of you. He just and he's got your whole collection of bourbon, and, you know, a week later, somebody comes by, and, you know, the chimp's eat, drinking all your bourbon, and you're laying there dismembered and shit. Right. He's yeah. drinking the bourbon and having your fingers for appetizers. <laughs> oh, we're really anyway. getting deep. Yeah, we're, we're, oh, my God. Fucking rabbit hole there. Yeah, it's all late. Um, anyway. All right, so this Booker's is fantastic. I want to we'll keep sipping on this. What are you thinking on the cigar, man? I think it's really cool to find out. Uh, I didn't know that. 
I really did it. So, and actually what happens, so you see how, again, how this is red. If you reorder and you are one of the individual, if you have one of the original thousand boxes that are numbered, so I guess they did these again. Like you can order them and you probably, you probably get them in like 10 or 15 counts. You don't get the whole humidor chest. Right. If you reorder, like, so be, being Green Street, they're box number 343. When they reorder, these are the last of the originals. The new ones, this is black. And that's how you tell them apart. The red will be black. It's black. In like the yours back. is black. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> it goes, it's red in the front, but then turns black right on the back. Oh, it's still red. It's like blood red. Mine's black. No, yours is black. Oh, snap, crack on pop. Yours is a newbie. What do you mean a newbie? It's a reorder. No, it's the same label. Yeah, they're red. Yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah, they're red, but it kind of darkens to a real oh, dark Oh, yeah, that's that finish. blood red, black hue. Yeah, yeah, this is what I'm talking <laughs> about here. This red up here. And then the other that thing, whole that thing I love, is black. it's got those nodules all over. And then this will be gold on top, yeah. you know, yeah, like that. Um, but what's, uh, I know, like, we're not doing it yet. We're going to do it in a couple episodes. We're going to do our top five of the year. Um, but there's been some fun shit that's dropped just in the past month. What kind of fun shit? Cigars. Oh, really? Right? Well, it's past two months. What's something that you've been, well, that what you've have we smoked? not talked about that we have had that we haven't talked about? Or um, it's coming that we haven't smoked? Well, that's a good point. Well, you had the Advents, right? The Advent counter. Oliva, and then they dropped, the Tatuaje dropped their, uh, did not drop. Did not. Their Advent. Um, which, what are they planning on doing with that? Christmas now? in July. So in July of 22, you're going to get the 2021 advent calendar and the 2022 advent calendar at the same time. So two of them. Okay. At the same time. Oh, happy birthday, Pete. Yesterday was his birthday. We uh, shouted out to him. Uh, he's out in Germany right now at the Ferrari. I think it's in Germany. France. Why not? I don't know. But but there's like a, a Ferrari race qualifier thing, and he's seeing all these old cars and shit. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Everybody can find out. Just follow his Instagram. It's not like I know the guy. But. Fantastic. I don't have a Ferrari, so not that I wouldn't go. But I don't want a Ferrari. I'm just too... I'm not a Ferrari guy. I'm a truck guy. I'm not a sports car guy. No. Me neither. It's really weird. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't like the whole idea of rolling into one and rolling out of one. First of all... I, which is so funny when we talk about this, it always seems to me like, you know, you work your whole life and you become a silver haired old guy and then you get your first car vet, you know? And so you, you've established because you've worked your whole life, you get your beautiful vet and when it drives by, you look at him, they got the silver hair. So this guy, this old guy, <clears throat> silver hair, but apparently he did better than the Carvette guys. He got him a Lamborghini. And <laughs> all the family was there watching him get in it. <clears throat> it literally took him 10 minutes to get in. And he goes, I love it. And then when he got out, everybody was laughing until they were crying oh, because he literally had to fall out of the door on the ground Do a and they had to kind of pull him into out a burpee <laughs> and he's laughing almost crying on the ground because how hard it was to get in and out of it and i'm like oh my gosh that is ridiculous why not have the whole family there and, and you bought the most beautiful old truck of your dreams 
and you hop in there and you look great and cruise off, man. Where the go, hell are you taking a Lamborghini? Go get yourself anyway? a fucking BMW or something. I don't know. Get a, get a Cadillac. They're nice. Yeah, um, they are. Yeah, this cigar is going fantastic, man. Um, and we still, I mean, I probably still have a good five inches. Still yeah, left for sure. Um, yeah, Booger's done really well. I'm actually glad all four came out this year. Really didn't think it was going to happen. Well, last year we didn't think it was going to happen either. Yeah, um, but they don't up, they don't update their uh, their website for shit. But this is a good one. I don't know. It's just for me, it's it's kind of a and I know this is weird to say this, but it's just a real good homey, warm feeling. It's got all the good stuff you like in a good bourbon. And it's just for the holidays and whatever, man. This is a great bourbon for the holidays. So if you guys can, I have to honestly say, which is another little treat. I think this costs around 80 bucks. See, it's, and that's good. Yes. It's Thank not you. the 110 like the last one and was. It should, and like see, crazy. and I, I think people just... See, one of the most appealing things about Booker's uh, to me, right? One, it's a Jim Beam product, and there's not really any good Jim Beam product when you ask me, right? Whatever. Booker's is great. The Little Book, right? So when I started buying Little Book, and I was buying Booker's, you know, I get fucking... We've had... Shit, I have... 14 empty slides of Booker's, so that's at least 14. Two on the bar and three unopened, so almost 20 bottles of Booker's, right? Every single one, whether it was, even if it was a, you could find a, now if you get into 16 or 17, they're probably 120, right? They're older. But like in 19, if you found an 18, it was 70 bucks. When 1901 through four came out, it was 70 bucks. You know, the 30th came out that year, so you have to wipe that one, but, um, they were always like 79, 80. You know, like we were getting them at 85 at one point direct. You know, it was a little higher, right? You know? And then this last one, at every total wine I walked into, it was $108. And I'm like, why is that 108 And then right next to it, fucking Little Book's 117 And Little Book's always one between 117 and 130 It's everywhere I've seen it. Right and some there. people would say, well, why do you even waste any time talking about this shit? Really? Yeah. Check out any podcast talking about bourbon, and they will bitch their ass off about a $5, $10 increase, which we've been dealing with this shit. Well, we've been doing the podcast for two years now, but me and you've been together three, three and a half, and we've always talked about how they're taking the bottles, redoing the bottles, putting the same juice in it and charging another 10, 20 bucks. Yeah. And then, but, but then it's make the, it allocated and now it's on the market even gaining them more money. Right. And I'm halfway not even bitching about that. My thing is if you've got a standard price point on all these single barrel releases and then suddenly one because it drops at a point in time you know people are wanting it, you jack the price $35 on it. Like what? No. Don't do that. That's not nice. No, it's, it's a little rude. Nice. <laughs> it's a little rude, you know. Well, I think the one thing that it does, which irritates the hell out of me, because I've totally not dealt with stores anymore because um, of price point, because of allocation. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that love bourbon. They're true bourbonists, cigars and whatever. And then they have the availability to get it, but it's been priced out of their market and or you don't spend enough money, so you're not gonna be able to get it and drink it and enjoy it. It's not like, hey, I'm wanting this bottle to resell it because that's how I make my money. That's totally, what, what do they call those, flippers? Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, that's here, here's a guy who just shit. wants, and most of the time with me and you, 
we want a bottle not because you know listen do i have bottles that someday are going to be worth some money yeah already but i want the bottle because i want to enjoy it with you and i want to talk about it and and tell the people what it was like to experience this bourbon and give you a little uh, a little fluff on it like hey don't worry about this weller because it ain't worth it don't worry about it right don't spin your wheels trying to get this or if you get a chance grab it because it's fantastic you know like foolproof i think was eye-popping i thought foolproof was amazing foolproof was a slam dunk yeah that's the best <sighs> damn that that's the best damn version of weller I've, I've ever had and for everybody who doesn't know this there's new wellers that come out like okay so you've got the antique the seven-year reserve and the 12-year black label every year they are subtly different every year that they come out because there's been some when i started this i didn't really care for the antique that much the reserve was always pretty smooth. 12 was pretty good. The antique was not good. Now, the antique is fantastic. Like the last couple of years, all three in that line were amazing. The white label, which is, I always call it the white label because I guess the public, they allow them to get on the web and tell them kind of what they're wanting them to produce and distill in that white label. It's kind of a public um, offering of what their, their people want. Um, I didn't think it was that good. Now, and speaking of that, they have a single barrel, which has got kind of an orange Weller label on have it. Have you had that? I sent you a picture. I had it in Cape. Oh, that's right. Yes, you did. Yeah. And I loved it. I now, it. will I ever be able to get a bottle? I don't know. I tried to get that bottle for the podcast, and he wasn't having anything of it. Um, and there was like, I, it was less than a half a bottle and I could have drank the rest of it, but what good would that have done? I wanted to grab it and have it on the podcast so I could tell everybody about it. But it was out of all the wellers I had, I really felt like this was a very, um, weeded, like overweeded. And it was very mellow, very well, smooth, well, that, that but makes, overweeded. That almost makes sense, right? Because it's a single barrel. Right, which means it's it's condensed. What's in that barrel is what's in that bottle. Yeah. Well, there are multiple single barrels that made all of those bottles, right? But the closest comparison <laughs> would maybe be the sweet wheat from seventeen ninety two. Um really? Yeah. But it was a little it wasn't as sweet as the sweet wheat. So would old elk wheat be closer? Well, because that old elk wheat was more granular yeah, with a little subtle different. sweetness. They're right? all just a little different. Because that's sweet know? wheat. They nailed that shit on the head. That's sweet fucking Wheaties. And I, <laughs> I actually had some of that last night, and it was smooth as hell. And again, those are very hard to get now, too. And anything good is hard to get anymore, which is frustrating. But yet at the same time, there's a lot of great bourbons out there for us to talk about and hang out and... Um, and have so whatever for sure yeah, yeah cigars um I, i'm actually you know a little earlier this year i was kind of nervous for what's gonna what's gonna happen next year with uh um plot development and and grow growing and everything like that and aging because of all the rain and, and things like that that we've had at some points or not that we've had but like the, the countries have had and the flooding and things like that but uh there's some really cool shit down the pipeline coming out next year and i'm i am really excited for the Honduran market. Um, like this year we got into Aladino, you know, uh, the Euroa stuff. 
uh, was was absolutely fantastic. And then Altidus had uh, a drop. I can't pick the name of that score off the top of my head. But it was an AJ Fernandez and Rafael Nodal blend. And it was 100%. And not 100%. Like, all the tobaccos inside were two tobaccos. It was Nicaraguan and Brazilian. And it was just a slam cigar. Fantastic, right? Much like that Avo Caribe, that Caribbean release. Okay. That Avo yeah. that you smoked. Yeah. Holy shit, man. Like, you know, when the stuff comes in, you got to smoke it. Like, especially like myself. If you're going to sell it, if people are going to ask questions... It's better for you to have smoked it and know what you didn't like about it or why it wasn't your cigar than to just kind of pretend you know what you're saying, right? Like, don't do that. Um, but there was something I wanted to ask you. I kind of wanted to talk about with Steve Saka a little bit. Have you had any of these new Stillwell cigars? No. So Steve Saka owns um, Dunbarton & Trust, like the Umbagog that we smoked. That's his company. He released the Stillwell. There's the Aromatic, the Navy 1509. Uh, and two other sizes. I haven't had any of those. The cigars, I believe, all have a Connecticut broadleaf. That's the wrapper. But there's pipe tobacco in them. Mm. Okay. But it's not short filler. So it's an actual still full fermented leaf that is seasoned in the way those pipe tobaccos become those pipe tobaccos and rolled inside of them. Right? Well, that's a whole... We've never brought up... To, I mean, as far as I can remember, this is the first time we've ever brought up pipe tobacco on our podcast. <clears throat> How would that differ than what we normally talk about? And well, what because we've gone through with Luciano and, and well, the tobacco that the we've immediate down the immediate difference uh, is going to be the amount of sweetness right away, right away. Yeah, it's go, it's going that. to be arom like one is called aromatic, right? So I don't want to confuse that with what I'm saying, but it's gonna be sweet. It's it's gonna smell sweet. It's it's. When you put it to your lips, you're going, it's going to be not necessarily sugar, right? But there's going, it's, it's going to be a sweeter taste just because that's in there. Because that's what happens with pipe tobacco, right? With pipe tobacco, you either, you sweeten it or you spice it. That's what makes pipe tobacco. But you can blend it however you want. Well, sure. If you can, right. if you if you if you handle everything that way, now I've now I've. Well, I'm just saying you pack your pipe so you can have different tobaccos that you actually can blend and put in your pipe. And oh, sure. There, there's a, a lot of guys <clears throat> I've talked to that are like solid, like pipe smokers. Okay, not not like me where I think I fire my pipe up two three times a year. Right, not me, but pipe smokers that smoke pipes the way we smoke cigars. So are we talking? We should do a pipe podcast. It's been it's been you have a pipe. I have a couple pipes, quite a few pipes. Really. And I've got about three pounds of 17-year-old English tobacco, so, yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I think what we should do is um, we, should, we should explore that and bring our pipes and do a pipe farm deal. <laughs> we'll have our pipes, and we'll all go down to the farm on one of those Indian summer winter days. And we'll get out here just like today, and we'll pack some pipes. That should be a lot of fun. I like I like smoking a pipe. It's actually, it's this is gonna sound so dumb. It's cool. It's cool. Like I don't do it. Like I don't smoke a pipe. But you pack a pipe, and if you can get it tamped right and set, where you can just light it and just puff on it. Yeah. The one thing I like about it is I don't like sweet tobacco. Okay. Now, even if you have a rich cherry Cavendish pipe tobacco, maybe it's just my palate. I don't know. When I pull the tobacco in, when the smoke comes in, 
it's not really sweet. It's molasses sweet. You know, it's like a like if, if you're say you tasted cherry, it would taste like a dried cherry. Right. You know, it's in like a trail mix. You know what I mean? It's not like a cher- uh, maraschino cherry with all the juice. But then that smell, the aromas that come off of that, oh, the whole fucking house smells like cherry candles. Hmm. It's it just, it's it's so much fun. But as much as there is to know about cigar tobacco and like Viso Seco, Lajero, Broadly, everything like that, how that's going to blend together to create a cigar, dude, pipe tobacco is another world. Another world. You're talking some of the, all of the same fermentation types and then twice as many different fermentation types, different cuts, bunches, aging, additives, moisture. It's all different. Like I literally have a, like a 50, not sorry, a five gallon Ziploc bag. And there's 22 different two ounce pouches of different types of tobacco from all over the world, just there. I have down at the farm. I've got my pipe, my pouch, and my tobacco and a Ziploc and my gig down. Oh, we could totally throw some pipes. I, I would I would do it. The one thing about smoking a pipe that gets me though, I, I smoke smoke cigars all day long, right? And we'll come back to the 50th in a second. There's multiple techniques with a pipe, right? Every flute and shank on those the different shapes going to deliver the smoke different, right? It's all in the same location of the bowl. Sorry, all in the same location of the bowl, but the the, the like the flute is going to change. If it's if it's got an exaggerated long flute, that's going to allow the smoke to cool before it gets to your mouth, right? Like Mickey Rourke and Expendable One. Yeah, the 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 he's um, got the Gandalf. The Gandalf. Yeah. Uh, what is that like? You the know, Gandalf 18, pipe. 20 inches yeah. long stem or. What do you by call the time it, the, flute? the flute, yeah, <clears throat> or shank, I think is what it's called. But by the time that smoke gets to your tongue, it's cold, or colder. It's not hot out of the bowl. Huh. My thing is, is all of my pipes have like a three, four inch flute on them. So after smoking a single bowl, like my tongue's hot, like the back of my molars and my throat are like, God damn, dude, and like I'm done smoking. I, I can't, I can't smoke anymore. Huh. It just cooks me up. We're going to have to visit that because that could be a whole different podcast. That Plus, the insane. pictures would be hilarious. I would just <laughs> feel like, you know. But the the, the, the cool thing about Well, the we could finally me, put all these pipe lighters to work. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is because Janine's grandfather and Janine's dad both smoke pipes. And I've got all of their pipe utensils are all at the farm. And um, I was around them all the time. But for some reason... They just looked good. It looked fitting. <clears throat> and it's not an egotistical thing. <clears throat> I just think, you know, you have to be comfortable with the pipe and smoke it for a while to fit it into your, your persona and whatever. And when I'm at the farm, I'm kind of comfortable with you it. you are thinking way too hard into that. Yeah, but no, I don't think so. Because, you know, I, if I walk in to a place that people have been seeing me smoke cigars and then all of a sudden I'm rocking my skull with an eagle claw, my white. You got one of those Meerschaum pipes? Yes. Yeah, of course you do. And um, I picked it out. Is it, it still out. white? It's, yes. That's how often you smoke it, huh? Exactly. It hasn't <laughs> turned like this um, patina. It's supposed to get that cool patina enamel right. color. No, yeah. I haven't got there. But I got it actually at the town and country. Uh, pipe shot when it was right next to Home Depot down there in Manchester. Yeah, they, yeah, they had yeah. an event there, 
And I went in there, and I was just so enamored how beautiful those pipes are. Like, well, I got to have one, man. Most popular and pipe in the world. And I have pictures of me, but I'm just like, wow. Now, if I walked in, people would be like, uh, did you see Hodge over there? He's no, like, they'd be like, look at this hipster. Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> we should definitely, we should rock the pipes. Next week? <laughs> we should come in to AP rocking pipes. And he's like, oh my God, I've been, been confirmed. You guys are just the ultimate hipsters. And we'll dress like bartenders from the 20s. We'll get the cuffs on our arms and we'll the suspenders the and, towel, we'll, and we'll have we'll the wear white. Our the, yeah, that's hilarious. Oh, shit. oh, that's great, man. All right. Well, I will tell you that I think as yeah, far tap as pairing on, is tap concerned, on this, this Booker's with this cigar is fabulous. This Booker's a win. 10 out of fucking 10, man. Well, this checks every box right here. This thing handles really well. Um, it. This is one of those times where proof on this what 125. Well, according to Booker's, 124.4. Uh, well, okay. Well, they dialed that shit in, didn't they? You know, I'm surprised they don't go um, six years, six months, twelve days, four hours. It's kind of it's kind of a little nutty. And 37. I know. Minutes I just walked away from seconds. my mic. You're I'm okay. gonna You're I'm okay. gonna break the um, um, what we were gonna do. I'm gonna open this other one for our next our okay. next little gig because i'm just so interested um, in this but one. uh this with this is something right here where you're like okay someone's finally gotten into whiskey right they're drinking around 90 94 you know 104 they're starting to kind of enjoy the the heat that you get at the lower proofs but the significant flavors you get at the higher proofs this again much like i'm going to tag recent ones just because they're on my mind kitchen table because i opened it a couple weeks ago and shiny barrel those two booker now kitchen table i want to say is 126 something like that um absolutely insane um and you find out that it's even at that proof even if you yeah. just throw some ice on it throw some ice on it you get these these answers that you get all of that proof and all of that flavor comes in and it ties the whole thing together. You don't have to worry about the proof dropping you or, 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 or taking over too much of the flavor. It's kind of like when you get into a fuller strength cigar. Like I'm not being funny because this cigar is hard to find, but this is so distinctly different then an exclusive 1964 is a full strength, full body, spice, earth, slight cocoa bomb. If you're not ready for that body of that cigar, it's going to make you green in the face. It's going to give you a headache. It's going to put you down 100%. This 50th plays a little different. It's a little tricky. The strength comes on, the spice is there, but there's points when you're smoking that that spice and that body kind of, they cream out. They, they, they mellow out. That's why I and think it's just this is so good with this Booker's because out of out of recent memory, this Booker's, if I was going to say, hey, if you're going to try 124 proof, this particular one is so warming, so mellow, and so um, enjoyable um, that this would be a great Booker's for somebody to try because I personally think 
it's just a real smooth warming and i think it complements this cigar really well 100 percent. this pairing right here uh i know we've got some cool other stuff we're gonna sip on a little bit i'm curious to see if this can be beaten i know this cigar is not going to make it through them all but this right here this is my recent memory this is my favorite bookers so far well i've got another recent memory is when we did that um peerless double wood uh, double barrel yeah dude and what what was our uh the smoke with that we had because that was we were smoking the viaje oro and i'd have to go back and look it's the, those 2014 viajes those vintage viajes they were they were slammed together now, Fantastic. was that? Okay, yeah. Yeah, God, so, that was really good. All right, guys, well, we're going to hit you with an ad real quick from Stone Tribe, our music sponsor. Um, I'm going to run to the little girls' room. We're going to get this new pour going. We're going to do a cool uh, explanation on this next bottle as we finish this cigar and get into the new one for the Patreon. So I'm going to record that off to the side. This has been a blast. I think we're really enjoying this new mic setup. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it'd be interesting it's, to see how this differs from our old system to this because that would I'm, be great. I'm curious, man. This little deflector nodule that I have down here has not left low green, and normally it reflects a lot of yellow and orange. It's not doing it. So, All right, so check out this from Stone Tribe, and then uh, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to Stone Tribe on the Craft & Puro podcast. Download our brand new song, Island Time, and help us raise money for United Cerebral Palsy. 25% of our profits go to help families pay for desperately needed medical equipment and procedures. Connect with Stone Tribe at stonetribemusic.com for music and the latest Stone All right, guys, we're back. Um, all right, so I said we're going to get into this next pour here in a second. Get a cool little video talking the bottle and everything for the Patreon. This uh, this Booker's, uh, we kind of finished our glasses uh, in the little break there. This, guys, I'm telling you, go out at about 70 bucks, do it. All right, so we're getting into this next pour. As we're finishing these 50 anniversaries, um, or the 50 years, I'm sorry, that's what it's actually called. 50, yeah. Uh, because there is a 50th anniversary. I forget about this. There's a little hammer stuff. Let me, uh, let me see that guy. So we just poured. I'm going to let the cowboy talk about because I don't know what's going on. But this is the Dirt Cheap Barrel Pick from Old Scout. Uh, Dirt Cheap is a... Uh, mostly their liquor store, smoke shop, quick stop places. I know they're in Missouri, Illinois. I think they're in Indiana. Uh, they're around. I think it's an originally Missouri company, but they're around. Um, but what is this Old Scout? What is this? Well, <clears throat> I've been drinking Old Scout for a long time, and there's two two different things to think about when you're doing Old Scout. Here's the thing. Old Scout is a, um, a company that gets their bourbon out of two places, either Dickel or MPG. If you look... This particular bottle says Old Scout, <clears throat> a little different labeling. Um, this has a horse with some barrels, kind of on an old farm setting, straight bourbon, five years age. It does not give anywhere on this bottle the proof, which is a little strange really? to me. It does not. Um, anyway, which is a little weird. There's no proof label on here. Which Let me is, ask you a question. 
What is this SA inscripted in the bottle? What is that? Uh, do not know. Okay. S Sorry. A. Yeah. It's an A and an S, right? It's 2009. Maybe um, wow. SA, SA. 11 uh, years? 11 years? 19, okay, 20, so 21? on the back yeah. here, bottled by Smooth Amber Spirits. Maybe SA, Smooth Amber. Anyway, distilled in Indiana. When you look at the bottle of, of these Old Scouts, distilled in Indiana or distilled in Tennessee? If it's Tennessee, it's Dickel, which are, in our experience, not as good. So this particular one um, is distilled in Indiana. That's why I'm kind of excited about it. Um, obtain a special care and effort, whatever, anyway. Not a whole lot on this bottle. <laughs> this particular care. one okay. is a dirt cheap, as Mark had said. It's their barrel pick. So we're going to give a cheers up on this Let's and give this up. shit a... I'm hoping this is good. Which, of course, in my opinion, right off the freaking bat, it's amazing. You know what this reminds me of? I know... It's not Dickel. When we were in Weston, we were playing pool at that pool hall. Yeah. That barrel pick of Dickel they had, that nine-year Dickel. Yeah, but there's just something about Dickel because of the distilling process or whatever that they do. Well, but we've thing. had good Dickel, and then there's, like, I don't know how anybody drinks this shit, Dickel. Well, we, I've got that one that they just did um, that they actually distilled it like Kentucky. Right, um, I can't remember the age statement on it. It's either an eight year or whatever, but I found it to be really good. But still, there's something a little different. I can definitely tell this is an MPG because it's just like Booker's. There is just a quality um, of the flavors well, what, that what, are layered in this that remind me of it. What other MGP product does this tag you on? Well, is there one that? that nails you on the head? And see, that's actually kind of a loaded question now because MGP, like we've talked about oh this my before. God. MGP is a kingpin, Hundreds. man. Kingpin now. I mean, that single company, Indiana, is is pushing the line against the entire state of Kentucky. So, <laughs> But now, here's the other funny thing. Now, we don't know what proof this is. But I would say it this really is It really doesn't. 61%. So it's 102 Oh, that's interesting. We've never talked about that. What? The percent. How do you, how do you, I've never. Percent, percent to volume is two times two, or it's times two. So, so like, for example, hand me the bookers, it says 60, 62. It says 62. Point, 62 point whatever, or 62. Yeah. Maybe it's 2.4 or something like oh, that. Oh, that's really It's like a kilogram to a pound. I know, man, you've never talked about that. That yeah. is so cool. I've never really made that connection because the proof's always been on well, the bottle. Well, because normally it'll say 61 slash 102 or 1024. I, right. I think this it's says think 62.2. It's so, so this is 60. So this may be. No, 61.2 would be right. It'd be 122.4 or 61.2, right? What's the booker say? It says 62.2%. That'd be 124.4. And that's what it is. Yeah, so it's times two. So your ABV times two gives you your proof. Okay. By so your math calculations, 
What is this? Then? 102. Wow. No, 122. Really? Because 60 times 2 is 120, yeah? Okay, now get ready for the price on this. What do you think? 35. <laughs> you're right on. Yeah? Yeah, you're right on. Well, it nice. was like, I want to say 64, but whatever. Who cares? You're right. What do you mean? On. How am I right on if it's $64? I said 35. <laughs> oh, no, I meant, what is I don't know. This was 34, <laughs> I think 34 bucks. Oh, fantastic. I was right on. Dope. Well, that's what I'm nice. saying. Um, did I say 64? Whatever. Yeah, I think anyway. you were doing that math again. <laughs> no, I'm not. Listen, I was really bad at math. I've gotten better, but that that's really interesting. Anyway, I think Dude, you build houses. I 30, hope you're good at math. Well, yeah, but different, different math. But I just never calculated the alcohol, you know, percentage, mm -hmm. volume, whatever. Anyway, I'm super stoked that that this is because I'm always excited about bourbon. That's the value is great for the money. Yeah, see, and you know what always scares me about that? This bottle is good, right? Now I don't think I've ever had Old Scout before. Man, there's some good Old Scout. See, I was thinking. So we did. We did talk about this part. We talked about this morning when we were on the phone. He said he had found an old Scout, and I was like, oh, shit, I think that's that barrel pick I got at Justin's House of Bourbon, but that's old soul. That's right. that's a different thing. I was, you know, whatever. But um, This looks nothing like most old Scout labels because they've got one on an elephant, which is called, like, consumption, or, or I can't think of the name. I mean, I'm not a vault. Some is it the elephant on the, like, yeah. the jack-in-the-box? yeah. No, well, like carnival look. Looks it's like, like on a ball or something. It's got an elephant on a bolt on a balloon oh, or some okay. shit. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Anyway, there's all kinds of old scouts out there, but most of them are crap because they come out of Tennessee. But Indiana old scouts, if you can find them, and that's what, like I said, I, there was this purple bottle that was from Indiana, and it was a rye, but it was just a little too sweet. I just felt like, and the other thing. It was already through a half a bottle, so I know. So it's oxygen. It isn't it's getting arid, any, yeah. It's getting worse, not better, on as far as sweetness is. Ooh, concerned. I got a really fun question for you. Smooth, am, amber, ambler, ambler, smooth, smooth ambler? ambler. Yeah. Anyway, that's a that's a whiskey. It's got it uh, embossed. Smooth in ambler. It. Okay, I I know smooth ambler. Uh, Total Wine's got a, a a bunch of it, a bunch of it. Smooth a ambler. A lot of them are from Tennessee, though. Oh, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. All right, well, I'm I gotta... just saying for all the listeners, when you want to try a bottle of Old Scout, turn the bottle, and it'll say right under the barrel yeah. pick, and that it'll say distilled in Indiana or distilled in Tennessee. If you see Tennessee, you know it's Dickel. Let's get a picture of that. I want to share that with everybody. Yeah. All right, I have a really fun question for you before we finish these, jump into another cigar, okay? Um... We have talked before about how we, I think we both agree how whiskey does not stop aging once it hits a bottle, right? Does not stop, stop aging, aging when it hits, it hits a, a bottle. bottle, right? Right. Okay. How do you feel about cigars? Now I have, I have an answer to this. I have what I personally think and what I can physically show with what I have versus the popular opinion. 
But I also have a unique answer to the whiskey, but I wanted to ask you first. So start with the whiskey and then go to the cigars. Well, I think in bourbon, I think you're gonna, first of all, when, okay, so let's say they're gonna say, well, how long does bourbon last? Listen, if you take bourbon, like I do, and you put it in your basement, my basement probably averages without any heat in the house. I mean, I'm just saying, in the basement, underground, you're probably looking at a consistent temperature in my basement, probably 65, 67, no light down there I, on the shelf. Your things are not changing at all. <clears throat> you're at a consistent temperature. Even if I, I've got Tupperware that I've put your boxes ba your basement's in, a fucking humidor. And I've yeah. got stuff that's been in there for three years with a Bovita and the bag is still perfect. Yeah. It all has to do is how much are you in that? How much air are you introducing into that? Right. And I've got cigars that have been down there for five years that still are perfect. And it's the same thing with bourbon. Now, unopened, now, how many times have you been into that bottle? How many times have air been pushed in there? Now, I know they're just like wine. You can spend some money, pull the air out. It may last, mm. but I'm not going to go to that trouble. We've probably got 100 bottles that we've opened in the vault, the cowboy vault. Does it change a little bit? Yes, it does. It does. But overall, if you're in a good setting, the bourbon is not going to change a lot. And I would say you've got many, many years down there. Not a lot of change. Okay. All right. So should I go at that and then do cigars? What I, what I want to say on bourbon? Well, I would say, yeah, you're going to do the cigar thing. Why would I? Well, do no, because I want your opinion on it too. Okay. So let's do it like this. You, you just do Okay. So I think with bourbon, when it hits the bottle, I think the age in the bottle is sustained as long as it's sealed. You're done. But we have said and we have contradicted ourselves a million freaking times on bottles we've opened and drank out of. And we're like, oh, they ain't doing that again. And then two years later, we come back to it. There are, we'll say four ounces missing from the bottle. So the neck to the label is gone from the bottle. Now it's back down in the cowboy vault or it's back up on the shelf at my plate. It just fucking sits there. And a year or two years later, we're like, hey, we did that once, right? Yeah. We pour it again and it's a 360 experience. I don't think that's age. I think exposure can change the whiskey over time. Oh, absolutely. Right? Because believe it or not, in case anybody doesn't know, the only thing that separates a bottle of whiskey from a bottle of beer the way it's bottled is the carbonation. <laughs> They're well, filled the same fucking way. So if, okay, let me just say, for example, Booker's, Country Ham. Okay, mm. so if we've opened that bottle 10 times and did a pour out of it, I think it's going to change definitely well i think the oxygen opens the the sugar every more. time you open it i think at the end that country ham that was sweet in the end after it's been in my basement for three years when we finally go back to have another country ham it's going to be sweeter well yeah isn't, isn't that like actually a thing though oxygen yeah. hits sugars and makes them exposed yeah that's like that's like actual like science i think it just depends on how many times we dipped into that bottle will it right. still be good but it'll be different right it won't be the same as when 
And a lot of bottles, I don't like them when we first open them. I think they need to set for a little bit. And Well, that's uh, actually a tradition we've actually got into. I'm actually, I know the, the Patreon are looking at this video now. We didn't do it with the old Scout, but with the Booker's. You did you now you'd already had a pour out of the bookers. Yeah. But you opened it. I purposely and it, did it that. sat until we poured it. Yeah. I find myself now, if I'm at home or we're hanging out or like much like on uh our two year when uh the squirt in Germany picked up that bottle of my, of McAllen for me. When I opened it and everybody had some, I opened it and I, I opened the bottle. Right. And then like I don't know, oh I think it was an hour later, I finally was like, Oh hey guys, come here. <laughs> and I poured it. Right. And it, that was just, that was a true Highland Scotch. You know, the, the fruit came out of it like crazy. The little bit of wood came through. It was smooth as could be. It was, it was, it was a dance on your tongue, right? I have found, and I didn't do this, you know, everyone, I think everyone knows and knows this podcast knows me. My bourbon exposure started with, with the cowboy. That's, that's where it all started with that six year white label. We all know that history, right? Yeah. Uh, don't worry about that. No, I'm just looking at how my um, But uh, it's grown exponentially since then. And one of the things that I have really started doing is when I open a bottle, you take the wine aspect of it. You don't just cork a bottle of wine and pour it right into a glass. <laughs> right? Like, nobody does that. You, they don't do that at Applebee's, okay? <laughs> All right? They open it, and it sits. They go get the glass. They come back. They pour it into a, deca a small decanter that then goes into the glass. The exchange of the liquid into the glass from the glass back into another glass oxidizes the alcohol, right? That's the whole idea, to eliminate a lot of the fumes and open the flavors. With whiskey, it's just as simple as popping the cork right now it's not going to be as dramatic as the first couple ounces you have and then you leave like we were talking about you leave it alone for a year it didn't have to be a year we've done it a week we've gone a week a one week we opened a bottle before we went to key west we got back from key west that wednesday we had the same bottle and holy shit it was different right but <laughs> wine's know? a little different too though. well i don't want to get in that rabbit hole right but I'm, i know I'm but that's example. a different rabbit hole but yeah. i get it now so we've kind of talked about bourbon. Now, what, what are you saying about cigars? So cigars, right? So I've talked about this when it comes to aging cigars. Aging cigars is a good idea and a horribly stupid idea at the same time. Okay? So if you were a cigar smoker in the late 90s, early 2000s, like we both were, um, in those times, you could, if you had a cigar from 1999, and you smoked it right now, it'd be the same strength, same flavor, the whole nine, okay? Because I don't think the first commercially acceptable cigar that had an aged wrapper, an excessively aged wrapper, so over two and a half years, with a Lajero leaf adding a lot of spice and body to it, was not until about 2002 or three, okay? Now, what happens with cigars? I'm gonna two-part this with cellophane and no cellophane, okay? What happens with cigars, and then I want you to do your part, all right? Your experiences and what you think. What happens with that cigar is now with the dramatic aging and the flavors you get in cigars, the expertise of a lot of these master blenders are now not, they're not 20 years in, they're 30, 40 years into blending cigars. Different fermentation techniques, different rolling techniques, binding techniques, pilone techniques, you know, what you're doing with the tobacco. 
you're having so much more average age in a $6 cigar than you had in 1999 with the average cost of a cigar being $8.75, right? Now on inflation from 99 till now, $8.75 is like $22.50, okay? 40, yeah, 20, $22.50, somewhere in there, right? What happens now is if you take, uh, for example, uh, this the cigar we're smoking right now, this 50-year salute, I would almost guarantee if we could have had these in 2014, this cigar was twice as strong. The body was twice as punch on the tongue. You know, when you start aging tobacco and blending them, when you age them, the tobaccos are hitting a pinnacle point where the oils are coming to the surface. You know, we'll ignore the whole plume mold conversation. I don't want to get into that. But when the tobaccos, the oils are coming to the surface of the tobacco, they're leaving the tobacco, right? When a cigar is rolled and aged, it's still a living organism. Like, it really is. If it wasn't, if it got below 60% humidity, beetles would not hatch from the cigars, right? That wouldn't happen if it wasn't a living organism. So, after time, and I'm talking, to be specific, let's say 2010 till now, okay? We'll keep it within a decade and some change. If you have a cigar from 2011, 10 years later, right now, if you smoked 100 of those cigars in 2010 or 2011, and you smoked 100 today, you would be a world apart in difference because the oils are leaving the tobacco, they're hitting the other leaves, the flavors start marrying together, right? So what you see if you had a triple Hero cigar in 2011 it was spicy as hell, full strength, full body, you got weak after you smoked it, you smoke it today, it would honestly smoke like a Mac Nudo White Inspirato. It'd be light as could be. Some really cool flavors. The flavors would be awesome in it because everything kind of melded together. Flavors would be great. Strength-wise, gone. Out. Over. So have you had experience that? Oh, yeah. So there's you have too. So we've smoked uh, my unholy cocktails that we smoked. Those uh, original AJ releases from 09. Those cigars, I told you, that's my ride-or-die cigar, right? If I get stuck on an island, I could have somebody reproduce a million of the 2009 Esteli batch tobaccos that were in that unholy cocktail, that spice bomb, thick smoke, heavy draw. Now it's got a real creamy smoke to it. There's a lot of spice, but it's it's whatever. You just smoke it. That's the most prominent one. They, they, right now, I could give you five. You can smoke what it doesn't matter. Just smoke them. You're good to go. You know, that's what happens. So to a second part that I wanted to get at is when it comes to aging, what I'm getting at is if you get a cigar and you want to hold it or you want to age it to keep it for a long time, do your research on the tobacco, okay? Every tobacco has a lifespan, right? It's got a, it's got an excellent point and it's got a retired point, okay? If you get a cigar and you have a box that you're really excited about, you wanna hold it forever, hold it, but put a finite date on it, okay? And what you can do with that is it's very, it's very simple. You don't have to get real nerdy about tobacco. You don't have to get weird and over varietals and all that crazy planting shit. You don't have to be in, uh, what is Zick, an agriculturist or a botanist or? He's a plant man. That's what Okay, you do. don't have to be a plant man to know this. Excuse me. 
you look at the age on the tobacco and give yourself half of the average age on the tobacco, that's your pinnacle point. So if the average age on a cigar is five years, you can age it two and a half years and it will still reflect itself. And that's just personal experience. This isn't fact. This isn't anything like that. This is being a nerd at one point and playing with some things, right? Um, but the other thing I want to get to, cellophane and naked cigars. Now, hold on. Are we talking about like, okay, for example, our cigars, mm-hmm. they're rolled in aging. Mm-hmm. And we're pulling from our aging cigars. Okay, that that's a that's a that's a different story. Right, exactly. Not we're not, talking not about technically. Right, not. because but there's two different things. Like our cigars that we're bringing to our our small market, these are aging, and we bring them in every week. We haven't brought our full lot. Like we we don't bring five thousand cigars in, and we're we're we bring in so many a week. They are aging. In Nicaragua, they're rolled and sitting. Yeah, right. That's a different process than when we get them, and now we're putting them in our humidor. We're talking well, yeah, about yes, because when we get them and we're in our humidor. Yes, because when you look at and we'll, we'll use, I know, well, I know, there's a difference. I just I know because everybody does. I know, understand. I know four companies that that I I personally believe. And one is not a fanboy thing. I know everyone's going to think it is, but I think it's an understanding. The rest, okay. So Rocky Patel. Crownheads, John Huber, Miguel, Ashton, and General. I'm going to put General in there, okay? When it comes to their Mac Nudo stuff, right? They don't roll a cigar, wrap it, put it in the aging vault, and it's ready to go in a week. No, it's got time. So when you get a cigar in a store, in a retail store, that cigar's already gone through all of that. Right. And now you have it. Right. Right. We're talking so, about now when we have it. Right. You're talking about the time the from when you have it. The consumer has it, and now yes. what are you going to do? You go to a store, you buy five white label Rocky Patels, Connecticut wrapper, aged 10 years, right? What I'm saying to you for a smart, safe enjoyment of that cigar with your own vintage age to it, if it's already 10 years old, you've got five years. You have five years from 2020 where that cigar will still, maybe it gets a little better sitting at, if it just constantly leave it in a good environment, you know, get it in the humidor, let those, let those oils build, let the cigar mature, do all of that. You're going to get, maybe you'll get a little enhancement out of it. But what happens is if you leave it too long, you, the, the oils will leave, right? It's evaporation. It's just going to happen. It's a natural thing. It's going to go away. Photosynthesis, right? It's a plant. These things do still happen. <laughs> I don't care how much you Maduro it or ferment it or age it and pull it away. It's it's a natural thing. It's going to happen. But when it comes to cellophane, with cellophane, I'm going to make this quick. I tell everyone, if you get a box of cigars and it's in plastic, get rid of the plastic. I know everybody really likes when you have a cigar that's old. It still gets me, and I'm telling you this. You pull that plastic off, and that plastic is yellow. Yeah. You know why it's yellow? Because all the oils all are the, releasing oh, into the plastic. All the oils in that cigar are now in that plastic. How many asylums have we seen like that? Uh, a lot. A lot. So, now to pass it on to you. Now, I know what you did with the original Van Winkle dip stuff, right? We know that. That's the most impressive age that you have. It, it, I mean that. It's actually stellar to open that. It Literally, a, a Tupperware ink container. Open it. 
and the Bovida hasn't lost any color in the bag. The blue is still blue. It's a 72% Bovida. And the cigars are brand new. Brand new. So you've done it right. Yeah, you've done it right. I'm talking about your shit. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is if you see that, mm -hmm. you've got oh, it yeah. in the right environment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, my question to you, and I know you can keep going on with this. So my one question is like, obviously I want to upgrade my humidor because I've got split a bunch of different humidors that I got rolling right now. So all my singles, like we're grabbing stuff, we're singling it and I put them in trays and they're all in trays, multitudes. Yep. Am I hurting them by having them involved with different cigars? No. So there, there's a, you know what I'm saying? Pers personally me, I have about, I don't know, 30, 64 Exclusivos sitting next to 17 Calaveras, uh, 17 Perfectos from Tatawai. I've got some Oliva V Lanceros. They've all been sitting there for months, some years at a time. I can smoke a 64 and I can smoke the Oliva or the Calaveras or, or whatever's next to it. I don't see any marrying. I think the only time that comes into effect is when you've altered the cigar. So bourbon tipped or dipped or yeah. If you if you if you have uh, twenty five acids, like a Blondie Bellicoso, they're naked, sitting next to a bunch of of Cyclops. After some time, when you light that Cyclops, you might not taste it, but you're gonna smell the sugar. You're gonna smell the sweetness. You will yeah. do that. So that, that's the only thing I say. But, like, look, if you've got a humidor, you don't have to segregate everything by wrapper, side, all that. You're fine. Just keep infusions away from natural, and you'll be okay. Yeah. You'll be 100% okay, I think. And I would say, on average, the listeners and everybody that's listening to our podcast, most people are probably, let's just say an average listener is probably keeping 75 to 100 cigars in a, in a humidor, and they're rotating their stock pretty well because they're smoking them and rotating. Like guys like me and you, because we have this podcast, we're holding on to cigars, and we're smoking them, and we're holding back boxes, and we're doing this and that. We're a little different. We're a little out of the norm, I think, probably. Well, and when, when you're a but, super fan, I mean, like, when, when you're when you're a... When cigars are a, a hobby and you're actually dove into them. But we're it, such a small percent. We're in the 5%, true. if not smaller, um, of what we're doing. But the average guy, if you keep your box at, you know, let's say 64, 65 to 69. I mean, I don't even know the 72%. I, I feel like you can go above and get them, your cigars a little soft. But I've never really got into like letting them lie, let them set, let them open, get them outside for two days before you smoke them. Um, and I know there's a lot into that, but in general, I think our listeners are smoking their fucking cigars pretty regularly, right? Would you agree? Oh hell yeah, yeah. I, I agree too. I'm. I, I mean, I I look at like okay, so you you go. Here's my thing. If you're if you're ordering online from Cigar International, and by the way, in November, and I'm not interrupting you. I am down to a thumb. Yeah, right now. Yeah, you got to. Sometimes I double puff when I when I smoke my cigars. 
I like try to get a good draw, almost a second draw. And I take the smoke in, retrohale or whatever. Um, but I'm just saying for this cigar, I'm down to almost a pinch. Some guy's like, oh, you had to put a little spike in there and keep it. No. <laughs> Either way, I'm just saying, I'm just bringing fact to we're having a 50 anniversary. 50 year or 50? 50, 50 year. 50 year. Yeah. This thing is as good as when I lit it right down to my thumb right now. So yeah, I'm this sorry. guy. Had, no, this guy's not died at all. No. Um, what, the, the only time that I think you need to give your cigars a break, yeah. You know, if you live in Hawaii or if you live in the islands or you live somewhere where you're ordering a box of cigars from, I'm going to use Cigar International because they're the largest retailer, right? So they're based out of Pennsylvania. If it's December in Pennsylvania, yes, those cigars are coming out of a warehouse, but they are going to go into a truck uh, and it's going to be 20 degrees outside. The trucks are not heated, this and that. You're fine, okay? Like you, okay, maybe bring those in throw them in your humidor, give them three, four days to reacclimate, right? But if you're in a 50-degree environment and you're ordering somewhere where it's all the same, or if you're ordering direct from Florida, and, right? And by then, the way, if you live in Florida, you don't even have to fucking worry about this fucking shit. windows. It's 70% humidity. I don't even know if you need humidors I wanna, in Florida. I want to kill this rumor. Look, if you walk into a cigar lounge, right? If you, you walk into Lit, AP, Graham Crew, Montres, Captain Z's, right? Shit, if you go to play golf at the Legends and walk into their freaking, their little door humidor there they got, that cigar is humidified. It's ready to go. Take that thing home, smoke it right away. Put it in your humidor, hold it. If you're coming out of a, when I say safe space, I'm not getting into that political shit. I'm talking, you're getting into, you're coming from one humidor to another. You don't have to sit on that. You just just take it, smoke it, enjoy it. Cigars, much like whiskey, bourbon, all of it, beer, whatever, it's not meant to be held and stored forever. It's meant to be shared. Take take what you have and share it. Have fun with it. It's about the enjoyment. It's the experience. It's the time. The most beautiful thing about a cigar and a bottle of whiskey is you can sit down, much like the cowboy and I do every week, multiple times a week. You open one, you burn two. It's just time, right? There's a difference between wasting time and wasted time. Right? Write that down. That's pretty good. Wow. I stole that from the Weedland Brothers. It's a good song. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. But Yeah, wasted time for me is just like, hey, Everybody's got busy schedules. I mean, make some wasted time for yourself, man. I mean, you know, because listen, we're all in this COVID era and working 24-7 almost. You got to find your wasted time where you can go have some fun and do your thing. Wasted time is just like, hey, let's get some shit done and quit wasting time. Yeah, you know, you for know, me, like, 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 like an update, you know, like I'm still enjoying my whiskey. I'm still smoking my cigars. My diet's been dialed back in for three weeks now. I'm back to my workouts. I'm doing this in March next year. We're doing a six-day, 25 miles a day hike uh, across Utah. Uh, it's a little trip we're taking. We'll talk about that when we're done. Mm. Um, so I'm back to my workouts every day. It's seven days a week, whether it's stretching, hot tub, sauna, swimming, uh, my walks. You know, Hodge and I 
Cowboy and I talked this morning when I was in the the 20 minute walk after my mile run, right? You know, just building building everything back up. But even in still doing all of that, like the Cowboy said, with your jobs, your responsibilities, you have to find time in a day to enjoy yourself. You have to. If it's yourself with other people, that's fantastic. If it's the only time that you get, because I know there are people that are infinitely busier than both of us put together. I know that. I know that. And we appreciate all of that. I, I, I understand that. But even if it's an hour, one hour, there's 24 hours in a day, all right? Even the best, polit- the best motivational speakers can't give you a clock for 24 hours. They can't because 12 of their hours are full of shit anyway. It doesn't really matter. But you have to find that time. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I've always said with me, like I, I lift, I try to get some lifting in, but then also just getting out. I usually try to walk an hour, hour and a half in the morning. Some mornings are just so goddamn cold, but I do it. Uh, and by the end of the time, uh, you feel good because you did it. You get into a routine. Routine is kind of important too. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's wasted time doing some drinking, some getting away, having some fun. There's also some wasted time, like, you know, get a good workout in, do some time. I mean, obviously we're, we're, we're 30 years apart, you know, so walking for me, I used to be a runner, lifter, super, super involved with all types of athletics, but man, gotta get away, walk the parks and do some shit because that's good time too. put some plugs in, listen to some good music, get out and see nature Take some trail hikes and whatever. Yeah, man, it's fantastic. That's another thing, too. I'm going to share both on the podcast. We'll do that right now real quick. And on the Instagram and stuff like that. Guys, music can can really flow everything. Like we, oh, that's another. I'm gonna tell you right now. We have music going. You might not always hear it, but at every, you know what? Every fucking moment of every day, there is music playing. We are jamming. It, it just, it's there. Find something you're into. Yo, look, I'm going to throw it out there. I love Celine Dion. I'll tell you right now. I wake up to Celine Dion. I really do. <laughs> I love it. I don't care. Do what you want to do. I don't give a shit. Music, music can really take a tide and reverse it. It can, it can do everything. Now, I know there are certain situations where shit gets rough and music won't fix it immediately and i'm just by the way just so everybody listeners know i didn't chuckle because i uh don't like celine dion uh andre bocelli uh, bocelli and celine dion the prayer is yeah. one of the most amazing songs i think i've ever fucking heard um so i'm not <laughs> chuckling because i don't agree i don't disagree i'm chuckling because i do agree you know I've been a big music man since you fucking met me. Hundred percent. So that ain't that ain't what I'm chuckling about. I'm I'm chuckling because I totally freaking agree. So go ahead. No, hundred percent, man. So so I just so everybody knows, I have <laughs> left that cigar and guess what? Bingo! I'm the buckshot. All right. Or quick shot. It's quick yeah. shot. Oh, yeah. quick shot, buck or, shot. No, it's the shots. The shots. My RS. Yeah. RS. So, all right, guys. Well, you know, this has been fantastic. Uh, do you want to do the blue note on the way out? You want to do that to end the podcast and talk about that real quick? Or? 
my thought and my my gut feeling on this is we're going to open that and i think it's going to need some time um but yeah we can do it why okay. not what or the hell we where are we going to be in such a cool thing i'm going to open that let me light my cigar yeah do it i'll we'll open that, that and let it because guess what we have got probably and we got about for you guys who don't know minutes of sunlight and it's funny 45 minutes of sunlight. If you take your hand and put your hand up on the horizon, you've got four fingers, hold that thumb back. You can usually, if you've got four fingers, you got an hour. If you've got two, you got a half. So you called it just about right. We got about 30 minutes of daylight left and we're gonna ride it out. I'll open this blue note, which is one of the most freaking amazing blue. It's one of the most amazing labeled bottles I've ever seen. I'll give you some snapshots of it, but it's even got BB King from the Blue Note down there in Memphis. I surmise I haven't put my eyes on everything on this bottle, but this bottle is absolutely uh, fantastic. So while you're talking, I will, now I got my Juarez going, I'll open this baby and we'll end the show with this. Because right on. Um, I have had it down there, and I'm interested how this will pan out. Well, it's out. actually a fun story about this. I kind of talked about this before the podcast. Um, we got a buddy of ours, uh, Zach Tappy Tapella. Um, he's a local distributor here. He works for uh, Power Play Beverages. Um, he's, a, he's a stud of a guy. Um, he goes down to uh, Cape Girardeau a lot, and he always comes at us with these barrel picks and things we might want and this and that, and... He said multiple times this blue note. Just didn't know what it was, so I didn't really pass it along. And uh, now that this one's here, we're gonna we're gonna see what it's about. It's gonna be fun. But I'm just saying the bottle on this, and you know, listen, that may be the next thing that me and the Viking get into is. I mean, we've always talked about this, right? We wanted to have a cigar line and we wanted to have a bottle of bourbon that we can promote. Um, and I just can't even imagine. This Blue Note bottle, the way they put all this together is absolutely fantastic. I'm always blown away by people who just have a good eye for putting things together and it's absolutely fantastic. 100%. So, little updates that we can share with you guys. So, Lindsey K. Hayward, um, if you had the Joe Rogan edition of Cigar Aficionado, she was featured in Cigar Aficionado, smoking in Arturo Fuente's short story. She is going to be on the podcast either next week or the week before Christmas. Um, we have Danny Dreyer, the owner of Dixon Flannel, coming on the podcast in February. Um, we also are going to do the week of Christmas. We are going to do our coffee and spiked eggnog episode. So that, that's going to be squirrely and fun, a little goofy for sure, but that'll, that'll be a lot of fun, uh, without a doubt. So everything's been going great. We have to thank you guys for all the support. Um, Lit Cigar Lounge for being the lockdown sponsor, 100%. Mike Weller over at AP for everything he's done for us, with us, and to congratulate him 
on blowing table 36 out of the water his new lounge expansion if you haven't been to ap go down to ap check it out um it's getting bigger and bigger bolder and bolder and that's awesome so we're gonna cheers this blue note that'll be the end of the episode from the viking mahalo guys thank you i'll let the bourbon cowboy take us out and we will cheers this up well listen as always i so much appreciate you guys listening in because listen i always am enamored by the fact that people would want to listen to two guys sit here and talk about bourbon cigars and all the bullshit that we put on here but it's like true life shit i mean you get bourbon you get cigars but you also get kind of what's going on and um i think we've always kept it real and from the hip or not like scripted or anything else like that so listen man cheers let's do this last blue note on let's our cheers way out. it let's do this Bad, you know what? That's not, not bad. bad. Not bad at all. Oh, you guys bad. enjoy Stone Tribe as we roll out. Listen, Cowboy. The Cowboy and the Viking. Another fucking on the road. Great experience. I love you, man. Love you, too. And we'll see you guys next week. And always, thanks for listening. We're out. Shoots. Sure.